Well, we've had a lot of rain the last few days. Three and a half inches Friday night. We got another rain Saturday. We got another good rain Sunday. Monday, we've got two and three quarter inches. So I don't know how much we've had in the last week, but we have probably had somewhere in the neighborhood of six to eight inches. Wow. So the garden's struggling. It is. The tomatoes are cracking. Watermelon's cracking. Yeah, so we went from being real dry to all of a sudden have a bunch of rain and the plants trying to adjust to it. Thankfully, we was at the end of our harvesting or elsewise, it would have took a toll on our harvest. But it really didn't affect us much. No, I've actually switched. I'm going to can some green tomatoes tonight because I think the other ones are done. Yep, yep, absolutely. Welcome! Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Row by Row Garden Show, where you'll find the best tips and tricks for successfully growing your own food. So green tomatoes is a, it's a new thing for us, green tomatoes. Right, so I'm gonna, it's gonna be like a pickle, but, because you use the vinegar and this brine solution, but you can take them out of this and I've seen several videos where they just fry them up like fried green tomatoes. <sighs> So you mean to tell me I'm going to be eating fried green tomatoes in January? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> All right. You've got a lot of green tomatoes out there. I know, I know. So tonight's show, folks, is on sunflowers. We're going to go deep into sunflowers, all into that. But we want to tell you a little bit up front what's going on in our lives. Sheila, Mama Hoss here, last night, she got, yesterday afternoon late, she got something in from from the internet yeah. she had ordered and we had kind of a tough night last night <laughs> so she bought her a food dehydrator. dehydrator off the internet a small one not the big fancy one and it was delivered and she got into it probably about 9 30 last night <laughs> she tore into the box at the house and they said the first thing you need to try is onions because it's really easy but we could hardly sleep last night because of, it takes 12 hours. Yeah, so uh, the ooh, house. my eyes were burning. <laughs> eyes were burning. It was like you were cutting up an onion. This morning it wasn't it as bad. It wasn't bad this morning. We was all onioned up this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I probably smell like onions. Yeah, me too. I know all our clothes smell like <laughs> onions. But anyhow, we, we struggled through the night, but we made it. We got some good dehydrated onions. I got peppers going now. Peppers going now. Mm -hmm. Some so jalapeno. Yeah. You know how it is when you get a new toy. You got to go all in. She's going all in on this. The, dehydrator yeah so you know we got all that coming on we've never had one it's kind of exciting to be able to have yes. things like that so. I, i've tried to use the oven but the thing with the oven is you can't get to a low enough temperature mm -hmm. i think my oven the lowest it goes is 170 and you have to be around 128 135 yeah to yeah. do onions now that's all right. i've got into right so my garden is pretty much at a standstill right now. I do have okra coming along. I have another crop of okra coming along. I got sweet potatoes and zinnias and things like that. And I've got some beans, some butter beans are still doing good, but it's really looking rough out there. I'm kind of in that transition period here, but in the greenhouse, I do have tomatoes planted and they're coming up well, so. I have sunflowers and you didn't bring them, did you? I did not bring them. No, I didn't. I, I have uh, a flat of three different dwarf sunflowers. Mm -hmm. In my garden, everything is up except the watermelons. And I'm going to put like a cover crop of the dwarf sunflowers in there while we wait for fall. Mm -hmm. Now, Cameron, our seed room guy, seed manager, grew all these right here, these tomatillos. And he brought me two of them. This is the Super Verde, Verde variety Verde. that we say. Look how pretty they are. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to grow these next year. Now, you can't grow just one plant of these. You have to have at least two plants. But uh, I ain't grown these in a couple years, but to make wonderful green salsa. And also, that's what um, somebody canned and sent us. We mm -hmm. ate them on the show. Oh, they're delicious, yeah. So this is next year will be on my to-do list. I, should, I might even get by with a fall crop of those. Mm -hmm. That'd be interesting. Anyway, I thought those were beautiful. Though. We're going to save those right there. And look at here. Look at here, look at here, look at here. I have told everybody I'm not a big proponent of growing watermelons and raised beds because I don't think there's enough room for those. I think you're better spent putting something else there instead of watermelons because watermelons take up a lot of room in your raised beds. However, you have proved me wrong somewhat this I year. I have. And they're seedless. Yep. So Mama Hoss grew seedless watermelon in her garden. So the raised bed is a 24 by 4 and I've gotten... 14 watermelons out of it. We ate one. Is this one's right? not ripe. Uh -oh. Yeah. Did you pick this one? I did after you double checked me. Oh, that's uh, good pop there. It's good pop there. I got a sharp, small knife here. Is that a new knife? It's a new, shh, it's a new knife. Yeah. I hadn't seen that case. I know. You struggle with that. <sighs> Look at there. And this is a yellow watermelon, as you can see. Tender crisp, I think is the name. Ah, so tell the people the story about how you wound up with these watermelons. What do you mean? Well, the, the process you went through with germinating oh, seed. Okay, so the first time I tried to germinate them, it didn't work. I had them too wet. And then Peter, what's his name, Peter? Peter from Simnus came down here and explained to us how to germinate. See how to one? germinate. You, you cannot give them water until they pop through the soil. And then you don't give them as much. Water one time. Mm -hmm. Because the this outer coating on this seedless watermelon will rot real easily. So you went back out there and germinated some seeds and you were so proud of that that you had to plant them on your raised beds. Right. And here we are. And here we are. Okay. Now the um, pollinator was the crimson, the mm. Charleston gray. It's right here behind you. I don't know if you want to cut it or not. I'm good right trying. now. That is, that's delicious. Is it sweeter than well, it is? All right. So you want to get going on the show? Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're talking all things sunflowers today. Mm -hmm. And we love our sunflowers. So I'm going to talk about some reasons to grow sunflowers while you eat your watermelon. Well, I'm going to, I'll chime in as well. Okay. Uh, number one reason, food for pollinators attracts bees, all kind of bees, honeybees. Honeybees, yeah, wasps, which are beneficial insects, bumblebees, all kind of. If you plant you a patch of sunflowers, you will be amazed if you go out there in the middle of the day and find out how many kind of pollinators it brings in. Second reason, beautiful cut flower. You can use it as a garden focal point. Mm -hmm. And also, you can use the tall ones to provide shade for some of those vegetables that need a little shade. You know, this is something I've thought about, but I've never really done, but I may end up doing it. We struggle during the middle of the summertime with some of these crops, such as pumpkins and some watermelons and other things that really get blistered bad. What if you had you a row or two of sunflowers out there to help break up that sunlight during that intense heat? I think it would work good for mm -hmm. things like pumpkin and gourds, maybe, things like that. 
And it also give them, especially with gourds, ain't thought about this, it'll give some a trellis scroll. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Attracts birds to the garden. Yep, birds love this. Now this is a head here that I have got. This is, I know is it's not. Yours? I know it's not pretty, but I want to explain something here. Yeah, so this is one of the dwarf sunflowers, believe it or not. I can't remember the variety. This plant didn't get over four or five foot high, but look at the size of the head that it got here. Now, see right there? There's the actual seeds right there. And what you will do, I'm letting these stay out in the garden and letting them dry. And once they dry good, this outer part right here will flake off and the seeds will be exposed. When those seeds become exposed, they will start drying out more. Then that makes it an ideal food source for the birds. You'll see the birds going to them and picking those seeds out then. But look how this thing is loaded with seeds mm -hmm. right there. It's yeah. what a huge head there. And that was a dwarf? That is one of the dwarf varieties, but I left it out there just- Dwarf and how tall it Yeah, is. dwarf and how tall it is. Uh, I left it out there because I want to use it for some beef food. We have some bobwhite quail, believe it or not, back there and uh, other birds. I just enjoy the birds. So that was my idea behind yeah. leaving these right here. And it, the birds do love them, but you need to, if you're going to use them for birds, bird food, leave them out there and they're going to get a little unsightly on you. Let them dry out some of the birds will start coming to them. I had a volunteer one come up in my strawberry now slash watermelon. How'd that work out for you? Didn't work out very well because um, the birds love the sunflower, but they also love to chunk on my strawberries. Mm -hmm. I even had to put up a netting and that didn't work well. Yep. Um, weed suppression. It contains a chemical that it puts off that actually discourages other plants from growing well, around it. I've got two plots of sunflowers that I've got that I used as a cover crop in my garden out there. We had some uh, Pro-Cut series that got, the label got lost off of them. So I told them to put them back up and I would use them out in the garden. So I planted these two spots and these pro-cut sunflowers and I planted them on 24 inches apart and I planted them thick. I planted them about, oh man, two to three inches apart. 24 inch apart row space in there. And I got excellent weed control underneath there. I don't have any weeds underneath there. Now they're drying out now in this mm -hmm. stage when I it showed says you what that it puts off a natural herbicide mm -hmm. that suppresses When it weeds. comes up. Mm -hmm. But after even, it, my point is it grows so fast. And shades out. It shades weeds. out the weeds, mm -hmm. especially if you plant them, and I want to emphasize this right here, plant them on that two foot row spacing and two to three inches apart. You got to plant them pretty thick to get that shading out of them there. But it, it and they don't get as big a head on them. They don't get them, as big as head, but you're trying to, if you're doing for weed suppression, that's the way to go. Okay. Detox your contaminated soil. Mm -hmm. So think about this right here. Sunflowers are very tolerant to salts. And if you've got a spot that has been farmed for a long time, uh, synthetic fertilizers are very high in salts. So if you're trying to cleanse a spot that's been farmed for a long time that has very high salt index, sunflowers is the ideal candidate to do that because it will remove those salts in there. Uh, and that's one reason I always like to kind of balance it up with my fertility because you don't want that high salt mm -hmm. content. But if you got something that's conventional synthetic fertilizer has been used over and over and over again, you can get those high salt contents built up in your soil there. Reason number six, edible seeds. 
Mm -hmm. Good source of vitamin, magnesium, and selenium. Yep. Now, this is something that I've not done so much to do to this. I have never grown a sunflower, harvested a seed, and roasted them. Now, I've had plenty of sunflower seeds mm -hmm. before, but we actually have a variety that I'm going to show you right here that is specifically bred to harvest the seeds and to be able to roast them. It's called, oddly enough, salt and roast sunflower. Bread. I think I grew some of those last year that the birds got them. Yeah, I'm going to grow some of these probably this fall and try to do that. Yep, because I love sunflower seeds. Mm -hmm. If you're going to grow the seeds, I would definitely recommend that variety right there. Mm -hmm. for and then reason number seven is livestock fodder and mm -hmm. silage. Yeah, so believe it or not, livestock will actually eat the foliage on sunflowers. Now, it's probably not the best one out there, but with everything else it's got for it, you could definitely use it as a fodder for uh, for livestock there. A lot of times they'll tramps it down a little bit because mm -hmm. of the habitat, the habitat, the habit of the stalk there, but it can be used for that, definitely. So, I mean, you could put it out there. You could get all the benefits of the stalk, and then... You could let the livestock in there to feed on the leaves, and then you would have the head there for the birds mm -hmm. as they dry out. Think about it right there. Mm -hmm. One more, I'm going to bring one more that maybe you missed out on there, that maybe we didn't expand on enough. Scavenging nutrients. Sunflowers are extremely well suited for scavenging nutrients. Because of their taproot. Because of their taproot. Their taproot kind of works like an elevator. So it will go down and bring all those nutrients that's down deep in the soil profile back up toward the top with that deep tap root there. They're also very good for nutrient, mm -hmm. um, excuse me, for nitrogen, bringing nitrogen back into the cycle. So we have these, these nitrogen, especially in these legumes right here, that sometimes go by the wayside if we don't get them used up. Sunflowers are very good about keeping the nitrogen in the nitrogen cycle there. So they're... Uh, they're a, they're a good one to put into your rotation for cover crops. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you know the world's tallest sunflower? I do not. The Guinness Book of Records, the tallest sunflower was 2014. It was 30 feet and one inch. Wow. And if you Google that, you can actually see a picture of it. And there's a YouTube video on that sunflower. It was in Germany. Did you know sunflowers or number five in the world on oils. So with we got uh, cottonseed oil, we got soybean oil, and we got a couple more rapeseed oil, cottonseed oil. Sunflower. I've got sunflower. Maybe, but sunflower is number, number five, five in the yeah. production of oils. Well, they're mostly known for their seed production and their oil production. Mm -hmm. I did know that. Now this is a weird thing here. Sunflowers are native to North America and South America. Of all the plants we talk about a lot of times, such as tomatoes and things like that, tomatoes are actually not native to North America. Sunflowers are. Mm -hmm. And they were actually carried back to the uh, European Union because they didn't have them over there from America, so we actually gave the Europeans something back. Now, they are grown a lot in South America, but South America, North America, I thought that was very prominent. If you want to really plant something that's native in your garden, well, how much better can it get than sunflowers? Do you know what heliotropism is? No, that's too big of a word there, Mama Hoss, for me to be knowing what that is. Okay, so sunflowers, I think I'm saying it right, heliotropism. Heliotropism. It's the behavior where the flowers faced east in the morning and follow the sun during the day. 
is caused by hormones um, found in the back of the sunflower, which is sensitive to sunlight. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to get out of that sunlight. S hence the word sunflower, because the flower follows the sun. Mm -hmm. Cool. I didn't know that. Yep. All right. You want to talk about our varieties? Yes, we do. So we're going to go through some varieties right here, and I'm going to put this over here. All right. So American Giant Hybrid Sunflower is one of our tallest sunflowers. It gets pretty tall. Now we talked about it just a minute ago. What if you did a border around your garden or you was doing a backdrop to your garden for a windbreak and also just strictly from a pollinator standpoint? This would be a great variety here to use. And us guys that get those wind damage sometimes, having a windbreak with these sunflowers is not a bad idea. But the American Giant Hybrid Sunflower is a great choice for that. We've already went over the salt and rose. Let's talk about Autumn Beauty. Now, Autumn Beauty is a pretty um, tall sunflower as well. I've got that planted in the greenhouse. Yeah, it's a good mix variety. 50 days to maturity here. It's a good utilitarian sunflower. How about that? That's a good word there. I throw that utilitarian. <laughs> Autumn Beauty is one you want to use if you're just putting out there. Maybe not for cut. That was a good one. Maybe if you're not using it for cut flower, but you just want to plant a flower, uh, patch of flowers to use, this is a good mix right here. Firecracker. This is a newer one that we haven't had that long, but this is a good one right here. 60 days to maturity here. It's got some pretty unique colors to it. Firecracker. Can't beat that one. All right, so let's get into some of these unique ones right here. Like Chocolate cherry. Now, 60 days to maturity here. You know, these darker sunflowers, we all gravitate toward them on the seed packs or on the product pages. I'm not as big a fan about some of the dark ones as I am the lighter ones, but they do work well if you work them in with some of the, the lighter ones mm -hmm. as contrast. But as far as planting a huge patch of these right here, I'm not a huge pan, fan of that. If you plant one row of them and then you plant you another row of some of the lighter series, they do seem to work pretty good there. Giant gray striped sunflower here is another one of those big ones that's going to work for you. And board. now that's one you can harvest the seeds too, I think. You can harvest the seeds, but it's not known as well as that salt and roast is. Mm -hmm. So if, if, you're gonna, if you know you're going to harvest the seeds, I, I would grow the salt and roast. But the gray, uh, giant gray is a good one for borders and for backdrops as well. And then we get into the king. Giant King. Kong Giant. Kong Giant, excuse me. Kong Giant is that one that makes that huge, huge head. 80 days maturity is going to take this a little bit longer to mature out. But if you're, if you're trying to win the county fair with the largest sunflower, this is probably one is that go. the one our employees were uh -huh. having a contest yeah, to grow in? Yeah, and they, some of them were struggling. I don't, hadn't seen any pictures. No, I hadn't either. They excluded us from the, uh, yeah. they excluded us from the contest because they knew I would whoop them. <laughs> but uh, I don't know that how well they're doing. They're, they're kind of tight-lipped about it. Yeah, I hadn't seen pictures. Joker sunflowers. This is oh, one like of my favorites. Now, the Joker sunflower is a branching sunflower. So it's a little bit different than some of the Pro Cut series. So you're going to get more blooms off of this right here. So keep that in mind if you're planning to use it as a, uh, a cut flower. They are absolutely gorgeous. And as far as what they look like in the field, they just load it up and turn the whole patch a beautiful, beautiful color. 
Santa Fe. I love this one because it has that light golden color to it. 50 days to maturity here. Santa Fe Sunset. Now it has that color there that really pops to me. Some of those lighter colors pop, pop. All right, here's some of the Pro Cuts right here. This now, is the- You wanna talk about what Pro Cut means? Yeah, these are the cream of the cross. Pro Cuts is a series of sunflowers that is specifically designed for the cut flower industry. So the Pro Cuts are gonna be pretty standard. They're gonna mature out around six or seven foot tall if you got everything perfect on them. But Pro Cuts are single stem, once one you cut one and done. Also, they're pollenous, so they don't, when you cut them, they don't drip that pollen all over your, t your table or wherever you put them inside. They're ideally suited for cut flower production. They're a little bit more expensive than the rest of them. So if you are gonna do that mass planting and you're not gonna harvest any of them, pro cuts are not the way to go. But if you're planning on harvesting any of the, and using for cut flowers, you cannot go wrong with pro cut series. I'm a huge believer in those. When these, I've got, I think it's 13 different ones and we don't carry all of them, but we carry most of them. Pro cut orange is one of the most popular ones right there. There again, it has that orange bright color to it. It is a wonderful one. Here we get into some of these plum cuts. I like the plum. Plum cut's good. There again, this is my honest opinion, yeah. which is not, you know, everybody's got an opinion. I would plant this with some lighter colors. Yeah. You agree with me on that or I not? Do. I do, I mix mine. Yeah, up. I would mix that up. Here's a good one right here. This is a newer variety. We've got oh, Pro Cut Red Lemon. I don't think we've had this for a little over a, a year. A color one. Yep, this is a great one right here. And one of the favorites right here. Well, I'm fixing to cover two of the favorite. White Light Pro Cut Sunflower. These do have a tendency to fade just a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you want bit. to cut them early. You want to cut these early here too, but the white seems to be really popular with people. There again, I think this makes a good combination with the yellow ones or some of the dark ones. And then we have one that's real similar here called the Pro Cut White Knight. Yeah, the difference is the centers. Yep, yeah, this is a dark center right here. And we're gonna get into the lemon, which is probably of all the sunflowers, this is the standard everything is measured against as far as a cut flower sunflower, the Pro Cut Lemon Sunflower. If you're just gonna grow one Pro Cut, this is it folks right here. Now I know you may think it's not maybe as fancy as the rest of them, but I promise you out in the garden, that color there is gonna pop as much as anything does. If you're wanting to grow a mix and you don't want it to get very tall, I like the Mardi Gras blend sunflowers. This one don't seem to get quite as tall as some mm -hmm. rest of them, but has a lot, I'm sure it has a, all those pretty colors in there. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a blend, which a lot of people like, I plant a blend sometimes. This is a good one right here. Especially in the fall. Especially in the fall, yeah. Alrighty then, I'm gonna touch on the skyscraper, which is another one of those hints to words, skyscraper sunflower. So if you're doing those borders or backdrops, that's the one to go with right there. 70 days to maturity, so it's gonna take a little bit longer and you're gonna produce a lot more stalk with this right here than you are some of the rest of them, because it's gonna get so big. Now we've got a few dwarfs. I just picked up one because, you know, up just a few years ago, we didn't have a lot of dwarf sunflowers. People mm -hmm. using raised beds or containers. Or you may have a spot in your garden where you don't have a lot of height you can get away with. You may want something low. 
We have this sunspot dwarf, and we have about two or three more dwarfs. A lemon dwarf. A lemon dwarf. And that, one that looks like a teddy bear mm -hmm, that's a dwarf. That work really good for those small areas that you don't have a lot of room to work with, raised beds, containers, or working them into your regular rotation into your garden there. We got, we grew a lot of these dwarfs. Mm -hmm. I've got a 162 flat full of them. Mm -hmm. They work regular into your can, regular garden. show them the cog heel back above you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We can't forget the cog heel. So Jason over at Cog Hill, I got with him earlier this year because I know Jason loves sunflowers. If you ever want to hear somebody. And Mary Carl. And Mary Carl. They just love sunflowers. So we got with Jason and Mary Carl. They worked together on this right here. And we came up with the Cog Hill sunflower collection right there. And they put some of their favorite sunflowers in there. Let's count and see how many is in there. Six. One, two, three. Yeah, there's six in the sunflower collection right here. Uh, there is the sun gold dwarf is in there. The chocolate cherry is in there. The white light is in there. And the white night also is in there. They're fond of the white sunflowers. And they picked the pro cut plum and the pro cut lemon. Now keep in mind, Jason Mary Carl cut theirs to sell at a market. So they wanted ones that was gonna work good for cut flowers. So this collection here that Mary Carl and Jason come up with do extremely well as a cut flower collection there. What does this thing sell for, you know? $29.99. Yeah, anyhow, it comes with this little metal tin here. So if you're interested in getting your collection, that cog heel sunflower collection would work good for you. All right, so let's quickly talk about, you want your watermelon back? I'm out. How to grow them. They prefer warm conditions, full sun. Don't plant them too early. It's not something that you want to plant when you just starts warming up a little bit. Let your soil get good and warm before you plant those sunflowers. You can transplant or direct sow. Mm -hmm. So on, uh, I will do both sometimes. Mm -hmm. Now if I'm doing just a patch out there of some of the more or less expensive ones, I direct seed them. And you can use our Hoss Garden Seeder. I think it's the number three plate. You'll have to drill out a little bit. It works really good with some of the pro cuts. Now, the ones that I primarily direct seed, I mean, excuse me, transplanted greenhouses to pro cuts. And that's for yeah. two reasons there. They cost more. They cost more. And plus, you want to do a better job with your spacing on those than you do with some of the just the regular blends or the mixes we have out there. Mm -hmm. Um... They require a lot of water in the beginning, but then they can, about an inch a week is all they need. Mm -hmm. So think about that sunflower seed. It's got that hole there. So you, you got to get that water inside that hole so that seed will germinate and pop out of there. So it does take a little bit of water to get them started there. Mm -hmm. But now once they get started, yeah. pretty dead gum drought tolerant. Yeah. yeah. Harvest them in the mornings. Or when it's cool. Mm -hmm. Have you a bucket out there to put them directly in some water? You don't want to cut them and let them sit 15-20 minutes without water. Remove all the leaves. A little trick there. You gonna show me a little trick? Did you strip them before you cut them? Yeah. Um, there's, a, I think, a video out there. But I actually strip the leaves and then I cut them. Um, now these sunflowers were bought in the grocery store and you see they don't have any, maybe one leaf on it. So the leaves take a lot of water, they get wilted. They just don't make your uh, arrangement look very good. So take your leaves off before you cut them. 
Now harvesting seeds, like I said, we've never done it, but you're to wait till the back of the flower turns brown or dries mm -hmm. out. Cut off four inches below the head. You know, if you got a bad burp, if you got a bad bird problem, you may have to, to cut them off and yeah. dry them somewhere else where the birds don't have access to them. So you can like put them in a paper sack and hang them upside down, let the seeds fall out. Yep. Or you can harvest on the stalks when the seeds are fully ripened. Mm -hmm. So it, two ways there. Like I say, we've never done it. But it's on our to-do list. It's on our to-do to list. Bucket list. Now I also read about sunflower leaves. Mm -hmm. People use those to make tea. And there's a lot of information out there about the medicinal properties of the sunflower now, leaves. Now this is all new to me. I had no idea. I had no idea either. And um, I did a little research, but I didn't want to... Um, Bring a lot of it on the show because I want to make sure it's a good source. Because <laughs> you know, you hear so many times this plant can cure everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're always a little uh, cautious of that. But I did see where you can crush the leaves and it's really good for insect bites. Hmm. Um, and then microgreens. We did that last year and it was awesome. My, so, uh, black hole sunflowers is in the top three most popular microgreens out there and for good reason. They're easy to grow and they're extremely good. They have a little nutty flavor to them. And we're fixing to get back into mm -hmm. growing more microgreens again. Year. But sunflowers are in my top three there. It's my all-time favorite. And you want to use the black hole sunflower for the uh, microgreens. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, one thing about uh, if you're going to grow sunflowers for cut flower production, I'll give you just a little, I gave you space in the earlier on if you're just going to do straight weed control, weed suppression for sunflowers. If you're going to use these pro cuts and you, whether you're going to transplant them or you're going to direct seed them, try to stay on a 30 to 36 inch space in there and try to stay about six to eight inches apart. Six to eight inches apart and you'll get some nice size blooms. The thicker you plant them, the smaller your bloom will be, and the further apart you plant them, the bigger the bloom will be. You'll see right there, sometimes the florists actually want the smaller heads. Mm -hmm. And we've had some customers that call in that I've talked to them that's in sunflower business, and they want those smaller heads. And you get those smaller heads by planting these pro cuts really thick. And you get the bigger heads mm -hmm. by thinner. All right. Sunflowers. Old goat. Old goat. Old goat was on vacation last week. What is the old goat in case nobody's ever watched the show before? It's a figurine that um, appears in different places on the show. On and set. if you can find it, put in the comments below where you found it and we'll put your name in a drawing. So this is two weeks worth plus our live show. Um, Oh, you put the live show in there as well? Because he's kind of moved around. Mm -hmm. He was on the live show the other night. Yeah, summer. yeah. Okay. He just appears. He just appears, yeah. Oh, good. So we're actually going to do two drawings. We because, are. Yeah, two weeks there. We've got to catch up. So I'll do one and you do one. Okay, about all right. I'm going to do mine first. And I have come out with, I always get some name I can't pronounce. Ron Vaness. Is that Vaness or Vols? Vanessa, okay. Ron Vanessa. I'm going to put up here in Ron in case I butchered your name up too bad. Ron Vanessa right there. Ron, send us in your shipping address to serve at hallstools.com. And then I pulled a David H. So send us your, save those out. Yep. The girls. All right. 
We're still Hossnader contest going on? Yep, still going on and sometime in August. So don't forget to send us your biggest Hossnader on scales, showing the weight with a copy of the seat pack. And you win a $100 gift certificate for the biggest one. Do you yes. know what the biggest weight is? Well, well over a pound, but I need to check with Carrie and see what the last, the leading candidate is. Mm -hmm. yep. um, garden photos, we're still taking those via our website. Mm -hmm. We're going to do a spotlight of everybody's garden. Corny joke. Corny joke. What does a bee say when it sees a flower? Honey, I don't know. Hey, honey. Hey, honey. I was close. <laughs> he was close. Yep. That's it. All right, folks. It's uh, weather's a little challenging right now. We're in that. For us here in the south, we're kind of in that middle there. Where we're getting geared up for fall planting a little bit. So in a few days, our garden will get cleared up and we can get back in it, and I hope yours will as well. So it's now it's time to say goodbye, and we will see you later, and get out there and get dirty.